Okay, Boker Tov. Um, so, uh, today's Zav is Ayn Gimel, and we're continuing this discussion about somebody who gives a get uh, on the condition that they will die from their uh, from the illness that they are in the middle of. Uh, the question is, when is that framed as a condition, and when is that framed as after um, the illness? Um, so then it's not good, because then it would be a get lachamisa. So we pick up with, on Ayn, our Zav is Ayn Gimel 73, and we pick up on Ayn Bet, I'm bet about 10 lines from the bottom, the two dots. So somebody says a perfectly formed snai. This is that as of today, if I die from this illness, everything is exactly as explicit as we need it to be. So now the question is going to be, when is that condition met or not met? So the Mishnah says, if he got up and was able to walk around in the marketplace and go outside, but then he fell ill again, he relapsed and died, you don't say, well, you know, clearly this is something new, but you, just because he went out and walked around in the marketplace, you assess and you determine by doctors and I don't know how, and if you determine that it was still as a result of the original illness, um, and he was relapsing back into the original illness, and the original illness had never left, to some, then he would be a good get. Otherwise, if it's something new, it would not be a good get. That's the Mishnah. So let's take a look as the Gemara continues to sort of clarify and push this point. Amaravuna, Gito Kumatana, so we've seen the statement of Rafuna before. A get, a get of a person on his deathbed is like a gift of a person on his deathbed. A you know matnashivmira when he's trying to sort of like bequest his property. Um Amar Choser, the same way by a, a, a gift of a shivmira, if he gets better from the illness, you know, he was there lying in his deathbed distributing his property and then he recovered. Um so it would automatically be well, it would, how much he gave you All right. We're fine. We're not getting there right. Anyway, it would be a retro- it would be the, the the gift would be reversed. So alpha gavdulo pirish. I'm sorry, skip the line. Imam al-Khazer. Imam So the same way by a get, if he gets better, it would be reversed. Now I want to get back. I'm going to get back to that and unpack it in a minute. But let's just read the next line. Imam al-Khazer. Umagito alpha gavdulo pirish. Even by this the get, even though he did not say he fully say his statement. What does it mean? He didn't fully say. His statement. No, Kivan the Amar Tzovu. As long as he said right, Even if he didn't say okay, sorry. even though if he didn't say give it, meaning you might remember there was an earlier set of Mishnayot that normally writing it just means writing it. Let me put it in my pocket. Let me have it ready. But if somebody is on their deathbed or somebody is being taken out to be executed or somebody is going on a faraway journey, in all those cases we interpret the words give it, write it to mean write it and give it. So the same way that's true by somebody on the deathbed. Um, so. Uh, so a gift of came He has to say, give it to so and so. Even though they didn't do a Kenyan, it's still binding. Now, both of these statements need unpacking. I'm going to start with the second one because we'll sort of discuss that and then put it aside because our focus is going to be on the first one. So the second one, the question is, you don't need who is this Rav Huna to tell you that a matnashchiv mira doesn't need a Kenyan. That's the whole halacha of matnashchiv mira. Somebody distributes it verbally on their deathbed and that counts and that's binding. So what's the Kiddush to say, oh, you give it, you don't have to do a Kenyan. So Tosos points out that's not really the point. The Really the point is is that what Rav Huna is saying, that second part of the statement, is any time by a get we paskin, that Ksovu means Ksovu Utnu, that we see that the circumstances are ones in which we interpret that that's, that he's afraid he's going to die and he means to give it. So whether he's on his deathbed or he's going, he's being taken out 
to be executed or he's going away on a faraway journey whatever those cases were before that well, that's the context in which given in a certain context we interpret the word ksov which means ksov that context works for matnas shchizmeira if so somebody found themselves in a similar context somebody was taken out to be executed and says give my property to this person and my property to that person right even though you say well you know somebody's going to say well you're not a shchizmeira you're not on your deathbed the rabbis only said matnas shchizmeira so Rav Huna is telling you no the same cases that work that ksovu means tnu those cases work for matnas shchizmeira and those are the contexts in which a verbal gift counts as a gift so that's the point of the second part of the statement that's not our focus but just that's important to clarify because obviously we know that Manus doesn't need a Kenyan now how about the first part of the statement here we have an interesting debate of Rashi and Tosos and it's going to affect how they're going to interpret the rest of the Gemara I'm going to follow Rashi just for simple simplicity sake but I'll tell you the debate Rashi says that what Rav is introducing is a huge Chiddush based on the Mishnah you look at our Mishnah and it sounds pretty clear that if a guy were to give a get they're lying on his deathbed without saying anything any condition just just say he would just basically give a get to his wife we would say okay she's divorced right now he didn't make any conditions right? he has to say etc and Raji has no ref who is coming along and saying just like if a guy's on his deathbed and gives a great gives a gift and is distributing his property and it's implicitly understood he means in case I die so if a guy gives a get on his deathbed without saying any condition it's as if he said this should take effect on the, on the condition that I die from this illness so basically what Rashi understands that what Rav Huna is doing is saying that all these conditions in the Mishnah are only if you bother to say something and that's when you can actually trip yourself up if you frame it in the wrong way but if you just don't say anything then the condition is implicit okay that's the way what Rashi is reading it so means that you don't need any condition and Imamat Choser Tosa says that that's not what he's saying at all no you need to make an explicit condition and that all Rav Huna is saying is is that when do we say the condition is not met by a get? Meaning, when do we say that you didn't die, Mecholi So what he would be saying is, as, song, as soon as the guy is able to get up out of the bed, then he's not considered to have died, Mecholi Zed. Well, no. And that goes directly against our Mishnah, which is what the Gemara is going to ask. Our Mishnah says, what do you mean? Our Mishnah says, he gets up and whatever, and he falls back down, and you know, and he has a relapse, maybe he did die, Mecholi Zed. And what Rav Huna is saying, no, I'm telling you, whenever he gets up, it's no longer Mecholi Zed. Okay, so according to all Rav Huna is doing is telling you what condition, what circumstances make it that we decide that it's not Mechol Yizeh. But according to Rashi, it's a much bigger chiddush. It's that you don't even have to make a stipulation. The stipulation is implicit. Okay, that it's always Emesi Mechol Yes. So exactly. So when Rashi says Veloma Bayehesa the Amar Emesi, what compels him to read it that way? Well, just because of a because Rav Huna said, you know, because A, he's making a comparison to Shri Meirah, so in Shri Meirah you don't have to make it explicit, so if you're just saying, the same way Shri Meirah, you know, gets better, you know. He's the like erratically, like even... Well, because the comparison to a Shri Meirah, the Shri Meirah didn't have an explicit tonight. Also, as the Gemara continues, in some ways it reads better, according to Rashi, so he might be impacted by which read fits into the continued discussion. But I just think, you know, but he's basically, but he's saying, like, it's a straight comparison. I had a short question just if you don't mind yeah. forget this case where he gets up and walks around right just from like a straight case when he makes a good condition he makes a good condition yep so um so she becomes divorced retroactively as of that date when right yeah 
But let's choose married to a Kohen. In the meantime... Okay, that's a coming up Mishnah later today. What's going to be the story in the meantime? Mahi Otan Hayamim. Okay, that's what... Good, that's the Mishnah aspect that question. Okay, yes. Right. So it's true. Get is a doraisa. So obviously he has to actually physically give the get. It's not like the words can turn into a kenyan like they can by shlizmira. But what you're saying is, is that so what, what? So this idea that you don't have to say the condition. By what Rashi is assuming, reading it this way into Rav Huna, is not that that's like oh that's chazal's chiddush. Chazal's chiddush by shlizmira is the words are affect the kenyan. But the idea that it's conditional on the fact that it's assuming he's going to die, Rashi would say based on his read, that's not a chiddush of Chazal. That's just impl- an implicit snai in the situation. So that works even for a Doraisa get, right? That's just assumed to be his das. Um, right? So that's not the chiddush of Chimera. That's just the presumption of das. In this case. Just understand, you're saying Rashi's saying so holy is the same idea as Chimera, essentially? Yep. Not necessarily be in his deathbed, but be in the hospital. Like having an appendicitis or whatever. It is. No. Like it is no, 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 and are they drawing the parent in comparison that the canoe is implied? Yes. So that Kenyan is what they're about. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, so let's take a look at as the Gemara continues. Okay, so now the Gemara says like this. Now we're going to have a problem though, because whether, whether the point is that he explicitly said he so uh, what about the Mishnah? The Mishnah doesn't have its bata as soon as the guy walks around. So let's take a look. Tarzanan, we turn in our Mishnah. Zegiteich, ameayom imeisi micholizeh, ve'aman valach b'shuk, ve'chala, umeit, umdinoso, imag mezcholi, arishamein, arayze get, imlave no get. Okay, he walks up, he gets around, he falls back, he relapses, you determine if it's still mecholizeh, that's against Rav Huna. Rav Huna said, whether with or without an explicit condition, Rav Huna said, when you get up and walk around, it's no longer mecholizeh. So the mother Zia Marta Imam according to Ravuna, Lamali Umdina. What's the whole idea of making an assessment? Hare Ahmad, he got up and then what's no longer defined is Micholi there. Amar Marbred Rav Yosef Mishmei Durava Shenitek Micholi Lucholi Ah The Mishnah You're right If he was completely healthy And then Or like completely You know There was no And then he walked around That's Rav Huna's case When the Mishnah says He got up and walked around And he relapsed And we could still call it Micholi there That's when He was still struggling with a different problem okay like he had pneumonia and then it turned into I don't know whatever yeah, I, I'm sorry I'm trying to figure, think about what an example would be like okay he's no longer he no longer has signs of pneumonia but he still's got a give me some you know, and he still's got an infection okay and then he relapses and the pneumonia comes back so in that case that's that's the case where the mission is talking about because Rav Huna says you have to be an Ahmad right you have to totally be like if you're totally free 
free of any type of an illness, then anything afterwards is considered to be a different story, new. You know, it's sort of like, okay, it's a bad comparison, but um, let's say you go ahead, you know, it's raining out right now, right? Let's say you go ahead and you make a bracha, right, about, uh, you know, about, um, um, you know, what? Yeah, 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 you know, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, um, Osama and then like it stops raining for a while and then it starts raining again and then you have more sun you have to make another bracha like is, when is it like you know like is it just like there was a libra- so anyway so what the Gemara is saying is that when the Mishnah says he can get out of the holy and relapse and be the same thing that's if there's some continuation of holy throughout maybe a different holy but some continuation of holy throughout which never creates a break when Rav Huna says if he got better it's a break and it doesn't matter what happened afterwards that's if there was a period of no holy. So that's the Gemara's answer. Okay, so the Gemara says like this. Okay. Um, uh, you can't say the Mishnah is that he's still dealing with some illness. Because it says he stood up. It sounds like he's totally better. No! It means he got out of one illness, but he's still dealing with another illness. But that he's walking around. And presumably that he's free of illness. No, halachal mishanto. Exactly, exactly. So, all right. So, um, um, so the Gemara says. So then, if that's true, what's the chiddush of the Mishnah? Because the chiddush of the Mishnah, read simply, is like it looks like he's a hundred percent better, and nevertheless. It could still be Mahmas Holy Zeph, he falls sick again. Okay, according to you, what's the chiddush of the Mishnah? You're reinterpreting all the conditions of the Mishnah to say that he still looks... Well, he's still, even with that, you're still ill. We still don't say he's Mishnah Holy Zeph. Ah, so that's what I'm saying. But the way you read the Mishnah, it's not like it's, it looks like he's better. It's still, he's still struggling along. So what's the chiddush? What the says, the chiddush is what Michael says. The ha-kamash, well, no, in that case, the chiddush is the ha-lachamishanta hudabin in umdna. So that, that if he's going around on a stick or whatever, then we need to assess because then maybe it's something else. Well, if he goes and has a relapse, Edoch, if he doesn't, if he's not even walking around on his uh, on his stick or whatever, he doesn't need an, even need an umdina. Okay, so the chiddush is that you might have said, look, if he's uh, just walking around on a stick or whatever, it's vaday mecholizeh. No, 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 it's not vaday. Okay, there was enough of an improvement that it might not be mecholizeh. We'll have to assess. Okay, that's the Kiddush of the Mishnah. Alright, but, if he really got better for a while, then it would, it would never, we would never say if there was a relapse that it was Mecholi Zabach. It's a tricky thing, right? He could be, yeah. so to speak, on his way to getting better. Right. But not completely better, so he's got the stick, so to say, the metaphor. Right. It's hard to assess whether he's going to relapse. I understand. I understand. So now what have we said? We have said like this. The shot of the Mishnah is, it doesn't matter if it looks like it was a full recovery. Like, I mean, think about a cancer case, right? I mean, what does that mean? Let's say somebody actually is dying of cancer and saying, you know, and doing this case, and then actually it goes into remission. And five years later, they die of the same cancer. Is it may holy death, you know? So I don't know. So the shot of the Mishnah might be that it would be 
you know, it doesn't matter if there's a break. Now, you know, uh, if it ultimately was Mechol so the Ravuna says, no, I'm sorry, once there was a period of real Ahmad, a freeness of illness for a period, you know, at least externally, right, they didn't have tests that they could run, you know, whatever, then anything else would be considered something different. And then the question is, how do you fit it into the Mishnah? And the Gemara basically says, all right, it doesn't work so well in the Mishnah. We'll have to say in the Mishnah that the only opportunity to say that it's Machmas Cholizeh is when somebody was basically, you know, Mecholi Lecholi, and there was not a full recovery. But that was, it's still possible, that that's a case where it still might be Mecholi Zeh, it might not, and we have to assess. All right, so let's take a look now at the Gemara. Um, okay, Shmas Minas says Gemara. This comes, so we infer from this, we infer from this, that Shchimer HaShenitek Mecholi Lecholi Matanasa Matana. So we infer from this, that same Halach Neshchimera, that you're saying that Mecholi Zeh would, it would constitute Mecholi Zeh if he never actually got up from the bed, but if he, there he was, it looked like he was dying of pneumonia, and he wound up dying of an infection. But he was always in the bed the whole time. Would that count for Shechimera? Would his matana be good? Right? Basically, it sounds like what you're saying. That as long as there was never a period of getting up, even if it switched from one to the next, it's all considered to be part of the same process. Especially that happens like nowadays, you know, people might die of an infection or another, second, secondary things, but the secondary things were all a result of the primary thing. All right. So anyway, so the Gemara says, is that what you now mean to say? By Shchimera, would be good. In yes, Okay. So what have we now said according to Rav Huna? Guy get that fully up. And um, whatever happens later is considered something new. It doesn't matter if it's mecholizet; it's not considered mecholizet. If a guy gets up and it's full recovery, if a guy is nitak mecholi lecholi and doesn't get up at all, it's considered mecholizet. It's considered mecholizet, even if you'll say that really in the end it was the infection and not the pneumonia or not the cancer. If, however, in a middle case where it was mecholi lecholi and he was schlepping around and he got up, that's when we have to assess whether it was mecholi rish or mecholi sheni. Okay, so now the Gemara says like this. Rabba Verava los viralahu had Ravuna. They don't hold of Ravuna. That getting up automatically means it's something new. Now, why not? You could have just said cause. It might still be the fully shown. But the Gemara gives a secondary reason. We're afraid that people will say yeshget la'achar misa. Now, how are people going to say yeshget la'achar misa? Where is that coming from? So Raji explains the following way. This is where Raji's explanation works. Better and then, like, if you still say it's okay, then yes. like, you know, well, what is They might say Tznoyim don't work, but where are they going to say Yeshkelachamisa? He got better and it was a good get. What does that mean, Lachamisa? He's better, he's alive, he's walking around. That's still a good get. And it's not Lachamisa. No, then he died, right? Meaning, then, then you didn't know. It's not exactly clear. Anyway, let me tell you, let me tell you, let's, let, let, let me tell you how Rashi explains it. It's not as simple as you think. Okay, so what's the concern about Yeshkelachamisa? So Rashi, here's where Rashi's explanation works better. Because remember, Rashi said, let's break at the Ahmad point that the Gemara has been focusing on what constitutes something new Rashi basically says that the basic the primary Chiddush of Rav Huna really was that it, by a get even if you didn't say anything it counts as if you made a tonight, right so the guy's on his deathbed he doesn't say anything he gives the get and it works so here I mean, and, and then it's, it's considered to be conditional on if he dies so Rashi says that's what Rav and Rav are responding to because look at what's going to happen guy says nothing he gives a 
get, okay, in one, scenario number one, so people stop making tonight. They just give gets on their deathbeds. In scenario number one, the guy dies and it's a good get. In scenario number two, the guy gets better and it's not a good get. You and me that are looking at that, and also because of the parallel to Shriv Mira, right, we're saying, I don't understand. Why is it? In case one, it was, he just died and it was good. Here he got better, it didn't good. Like, there's no condition. What's happening? Oh, it must be that he said the get should take effect after he dies. Like, when he's giving it on his Shriv Mira, it's like he wants it to take effect after he dies. And therefore, in one case, he died, it took effect. In the other case, he didn't die, it didn't take effect. Right, so we might read it that way since the Tznai isn't explicit. We can easily read it as that what's going on here is the timing of the get and not making the get conditional. So therefore they say we can't let that. If the Tznai isn't explicit, we cannot allow there to be an implicit Tznai. It'll lead to misunderstanding. The problem is, that's very nice. That's a rabbinic concern. How do you stop a get from working because of that? Or actually, right, so that's, that's what the Gemara now asks. So the Gemara says, Umi is there something that the rice it's not a get that implicitly there really is a tnai here and because of this gzera that people are not going to see the tnai and hear the tnai and they'll misinterpret what's going on will make this woman who really is a married woman will make her considered to be a divorced woman right because think about what's going to happen he's going to get better okay he gave her get on his deathbed and he gets better and he says oh so now I didn't want it to take effect that was my implicit I'm sorry you gave her the get she's free to remarry so we're going to let this woman who Doraisa should be married to the first guy because there's an implicit Tanai and we're going to ignore the implicit Tanai and let her remarry. Wait, wait, so they're saying that it, I thought they were saying the opposite that yeah. we're not going to let it be a good get therefore she stays married. No! If you gave a get without making an explicit Tanai then we're just saying you gave a get period. End of story. That's what it looks like. It looks like there was no Tanai. Now of course what's funny is they could have just disagreed in principle. They could have said I'm sorry I don't think that there's an implicit Tanai here. Right? That's what have been what we would Said. But no, the Gemara is saying is it doesn't. You didn't say it tonight. It was not implicit. So we're just going to say you gave again a tchal. Period. End of story. Okay. So the Gemara says I don't get it. But Doraisa there was there was a tonight. She's not divorced, and we're going to say it's like it's ignore the tonight. So the Gemara says we should we should yes. So I'm sorry. We should zera shavin and she see shlam. Yes. Call the mekadesh edayt shor rabban mekadesh rafkinu rabban lehi duchid mine. Now he's going to take out this standard answer about these types of cases. Yes, whoever gets married does it on the on the uh, like you know on the on the uh, with the implicit agreement of Chazal, and therefore the rabbis have the power to annul the marriage. Okay, and therefore so it's true. Doraisa the get didn't work because it was a tanai. But in this case, is will annul the marriage. Um, that's fine if he does Kiddushe Kesef, because maybe then they can use like Hefker based in Hefker and make it that the money was never his. Let's say they had Kiddushin with his sex. What are they going to do? So he's going to say, I'm not like Hefker based in Hefker. I'm like, yeah. So if you're a business, the rabbis have the power to define the frame, you know, the context of the act. So they'll say the context of the act was that that was just a premarital sex. It wasn't a masakidushin, extramarital sex. And therefore, they will, since it all is based on the framing, the lens of the rabbis, they'll say we refuse to look at it as ever there was an act of kidushin here. And therefore, that's how they'll solve it. Now, of course, the interesting thing, like, I'll just remind you, you know, this does sound like a pretty radical solution, is Ramban actually points out that pretty much in all the cases where the Gemara uses afkin rabban kidushin mine, there actually was a get that was there and the problem was having something to do with the 
nas of the husband. Like you might remember the classic case we had about the husband that was mevatel the shaliach shelo b'fanas. The problem was 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 something the husband was choosing to do. Here too, the, you know, there was a get. The problem was was that they were saying there was an implicit t'nai, and we don't like the idea of the implicit t'nai. So the, what the Ramban says is really afkin rabban and is we really don't do hafkas kiddushin. What we really do is we use it as a threat, and we say to the guy, listen, if you don't change your dot implicitly, this is what we're saying. If you don't change your das, then we're going to be mafkia the kiddushin, and you'll have wind up, wound up these last twenty years doing biyat no. So thing. clearly, right? Clearly, right? Clearly, since you wouldn't want to turn your kiddushin, your whole life into biyat nus and all of that, we must say that deep down you really don't want to be making the t'nai here. You really don't want to be being mevatel the shaliach shalobefanov. Okay, well, so the Ramban really says what we're doing here is we're really redefining what the husband's das is. We're so therefore that's at least I think that's a more satisfying explanation. Like here, the point was was that we were saying there's an implicit t'nai. Rab and Rava don't like the implicit t'nai because even if it's true that that maybe is presumably his das, it's just going to cause us headache because it's not explicit. So what we wind up saying is we refuse to recognize the implicit t'nai. Right? That's a lot easier to say that than to say afkinu rabban lekidushin mine. So the Ramban is saying that that's what it means because we have the power to do afkas kiddushin that gives us the power to say we refuse to recognize the implicit t'nai here. Yes. But I still don't understand it. They could have gone the other way. Instead of saying, okay, you don't recognize your t'nai, you could have said, there was no get and you are still married. Yeah, but that would be also like bizarre to people. So what? So somebody gives a get and it's not a good get? He gave a get on his deathbed. It's not but a good get. Because it's untied. It was never met. But there was no tonight. That's all problem. People aren't seeing the tonight. Everything's implicit. They weren't seeing anything. They, see, they, see the guy, they, they heard? They were seeing the get? I mean, like... They heard. The guy gave a get on his deathbed. Whatever. There's a presumption that if, if there was some tonight, they would know about it. There was no tonight. They heard about the circumstances. Did you hear that this guy's giving get on his deathbed and the rabbis just threw it out? They just disqualified it? Yeah, I heard another case like that last week. I gave a get and rabbis just disqualified it. What's going on? Right? So at least the simplest thing to say is he gives a get, he doesn't make it tonight, it's a good get. End of story. Okay? And that's what they say. We refuse to recognize his task. Okay, so now the going says like this. So that was a really interesting discussion based, number one, based on what constitutes holy zen, not holy zen, the Ahmad part of Ravuna's statement. And number two, do we say that on the deathbed, even for get, there's an implicit t'nai? And if we do say there's an implicit t'nai, maybe, are we, but what about the, you know, sort of uh, communal uh, consequences of that? And maybe we're just going to ignore it and override it. So now the Gemara says like this. So in the case, but on the deathbed, so then he gets, he gets better, he doesn't die? Is that he, he, he does, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, well, that's the case we have to worry about. Yeah. Uh, fine, yeah right. Right. So, one second. So, and she doesn't get married, she doesn't get married in the meantime. Time. She does yeah. not get married. Right. He gets better. Right. According to that, they need to hope again. They need to produce it again. Right. He gives it on his deathbed. He gets better. According to what? Robin Rava? Yeah. He didn't make a tie, then nothing, and then, it's a, then she's divorced. They've been living together, they've been married, so to speak, for, for 20 yeah, years. Yeah, whatever. To continue living together. He doesn't want to be like this new to Yeah, I mean, if he's a Cohen, it's a problem, but if it's otherwise, let him get remarried, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. It yeah. should not be a good guess. Yeah. Like, I understand. Tan Ramanan. Zegitech mehayom. A guy says, this is your get, again, he says, a perfectly formulated t'nai. This is your get, as of today, if I die from this illness. And then the house collapses on him. Right, exactly. Oh, he keeps no nachash, or a snake bites him. Okay? Ain't no get? 
it's not it. good. He said, Me holy death from this illness. He didn't die from the dishonest. Okay? In low, he says, In low and mode, if I don't recover from this illness, the Nafalav bites, so he keeps her nachat, and the house collapses on him, or the snake bites him, Haraz again. It's again, because he never recovered from the illness. Right. Now, to us, that makes total yeah. sense. Brilliant, right? The Gemara does not understand the difference between the two cases. Matosis, now, the Gemara says, My generation, my generation, safe. I don't understand. I What's the difference? So, yeah. I know. So, these are just Tosos. Look at Tosos. My generation, my generation, safe. First says Tosos. Piyushami Mepharish Taim Arabahika. There's a very big difference. Tiviresha Harelo Mes Mecholize. In the first case, the illness is not what he died as a result of. Aval Besefa in Lo Ya'amod Kama. If I don't recover. Harelo Amad. He didn't recover. Tilo Amad. Masam Bein Aidei Choli Bein Aidei Darachir. It just means I didn't recover. Whatever. It's not saying the cause of the, of the lack of recovery. Okay. Aval Gemara Shalanu Eino Sover Chilukzeh Ela Bekula Mas Malaysi for whatever reason, the Gemara understands may does not mean as a result of. The Gemara understands may means during this illness. If I do not recover, so the Gemara reads both cases as if I do not recover during this illness. If I if I die, excuse me, if I die during this illness. So if both of them are I die doing this illness, what's the difference? In both cases, he died during the illness. In both cases, it should be you know you know it should be good. So the Gemara says my in both cases he died during the illness so Shalchumitam so as they sent from there are in Eretz Yisrael Achlu Ari Einlanu we don't you know we don't hold of the case of being eaten by a lion now what does that mean <laughs> what? what so what does that mean is what the Gemara is reading this as opposed to the simple sense of the Brighton which we just said which is a simple question of technically was the Tanai satisfied or not did you say as a result of or during the Gemara interprets it as a question of Yesh Onus Begitin or Ain Onus Begitin which is in general a question of Yesh Onus which means if I make a condition and the condition was met, but it was only met because of circumstances outside of my control, is, is it considered like the condition was met? Because that's not what I really meant. So the example case in the Gemara is, I say, uh, this get will take effect if I don't return within 12 months. And then there it is on the last day, and I'm trying to return, but I missed the last train. Or actually, has that there's a river. And I'm yelling and yelling and saying, I'm trying to return. I'm trying to return. So the Gemara says, okay, but technically, the condition was met. The get is good. Okay. Or do we say that you never meant that case? You meant like you weren't going to, the condition was going to be met, you know, you meant your particular circumstances. In that case, you never meant it, and therefore the, therefore the condition is not good. So that's whether you can have a taina of onus. Hey, these were circumstances, it was act of God, circumstances outside of my control, these weren't the circumstances that I had in mind, and therefore that overrides. That's the Kromgar's question. What? We had this case one Yes. Oh, we yeah. said that it, it I know. So that's what Tosus tries to figure out. Like, how, how is this Gemara in conversation with that early Gemara? Okay, but that's the question. So here, the thinking is the following. The guy said, if I die, Mecholizeh, which we, mean, which we interpret to mean during this illness. Did he die during the illness? Yes or no? When the house fell on him? Yes. yes. The condition was met. But not under the circumstances that he was intending. So technically, the condition was met, but as a result of an onus. 
So do we, so does the anus, does that mean that it's like the condition is met or it's not like the condition is met? So that's why Shalchunitam, they sent from Eretz Yisrael. So there we see a contradiction in those two answers of the Brita. One says it was met, one said it wasn't. So is there an onus claim or not an onus claim? So Shalchunitam, they sent from Eretz Yisrael, in a case like this, Ahu Ari'ein It did not mean to include cases of a guy being eaten by a lion. If he died during the illness because he was eaten by a lion, his condition was not met. He did not die during the illness in the way that he meant it. Okay? So that's basically it. He meant dying during the illness under normal circumstances, not under acts of God. So the book okay? God, no? Yeah. So it's not an answer. It's basically the bright is a contradiction. The Gemara has not answered the contradiction. So basically the Gemara says these are both describing the same tznai one part of the Brita assumes that Yeshon is begitten, and one part of the Brita assumes Ainon is begitten. So now we have to figure out what the halacha is. Okay, and from Eretz Yisrael they said, acts of God don't count. Okay? Haru Gavra, now a story. It's true. Haru Gavra, there was a certain man, the Zavim Aralechavre, he sold a field to his friend. He said, if any, if any problem happens with the field, you know, I will, I will reimburse you. Okay? Um, now, what happened? In the end, they did something that, like, nobody would have expected would have happened. They redirected the course of a river and his field flooded. Okay? So, you know, it's like, when I say anything happens, I mean, if, if somebody claims that, if somebody claims that the field was stolen, it winds up I never really legally owned the field. If I don't know, there's a, a, a dam breaks or there's flooding or whatever it might be. But think of it, they're going to redirect the river? Like, who redirects well, the river? Okay. okay. Anyway, so that's the question. Is that a claim of onus or not? Now, you could say there are different degrees of onus, right? There's a house, you know, so anyway. But let's take a look. I'm sorry, go replace the field for him. Okay. You said that you would accept responsibility for any onus, any circumstance that might take ha- that might happen. What do you mean? This is a completely uncommon uh, onus. You know, it's a completely no, 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 nobody was expecting something as crazy as this. All right. Well, that's the question. Now, there could be a difference between debt and between uh, and between um, money. Also, there's a big difference between saying, you know. I accept any circumstances. That language is more language that implicitly is saying, you said anything, as opposed to saying, if I die from this illness, and then something that wasn't even implicit in your words, like the house fell down, you know, so, you know, that just seems more external to the things that you're talking about. Yes? Reasonable this, reasonable that, right. 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 Right, exactly. Or, like, you know, barring out of God. Do they say buying acts of God anymore? Or an yeah. airline. An airline. In terms of replacing tickets. Oh. <laughs> insurance yeah. yeah. But no one argues if he says he's low on mode. Um, yes, they do. Meaning the, the Bobli is not recognizing. The Bobli says Maishna Reisha, Maishna Seif. The Bobli does not recognize a difference. The Bobli says both of those are saying if I don't recover from this illness. And technically speaking, in both of those, the Tanai was met. The, and therefore, the really, according to the Bobli, it is not about the framing of the Tanai. Technically, the Tanai was met in both cases. The only question is a, t- a contradiction of Reisha and Seifa. Do we accept the claim of onus or not accept the claim of onus? And just make, okay. it, it makes yeah. a difference to be said. 
said it verbally versus writing it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's keep on. Let's let guys. Got to. We got to make some. We got to get some some uh, traction here. Okay. So I'm a lay. Kibbutz Kolon is Igalgil Milsa. The matter rolled around, meaning uh, sort of got you know came came to a different court. Umato lekami derava came in front of Rava. Amaluhu unsedulo No, this is an act of God. And therefore, you don't have to reimburse. Ese Ravina Rava. Ravina said to Rava, "Imlo amod michol izav nafalalava bayi." So we teach you to raise a get. He quoted the part of the brayta that said, "It's a good get," which means that we right, which means that we ignore the act of God. Technically, the tnai was connect. I'm so so. I'm a Ravach midif to Ravina. I'm sorry, just keep line. I'll raise a get. I'm a Ravach. I'm a Ravach. The aimer may raise ain't no get, but the brayta contradicts itself. Part of the Brisa says that we that onus onus is good that the, we pay attention to acts of God and part of it says we don't. So Amalei Ravach Midif to the Ravina Ravach Midif to the Ravina. I don't understand. Just because the Brisa is self contradictory, we can't ask from it. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, <laughs> how can you ask from it? It says contradictory things. What type of proof? You'll bring a proof from the race. I'll bring a proof from the same. I like. I don't. Even, I don't understand this. Anyway, Amalei in yes. Yes, the whole thing is not a legitimate text. It's a corrupt text. Okay, so if we don't have text, use your logic, use your mind. If you run out of text, use your intelligence, okay? So, and therefore, Rav is saying, I, the Bryson doesn't prove one way or the other. I'm going to say, acts of God are different. Excuse me. Rav Papa and Rav Huna, Brader Rav Yeshua, Zavin Shum Shami. So Rav Papa and Rav Huna, they bought like a sesame seed. Wait, 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 wait. Before the sesame seed. Yeah. Don't you think that this is a... <laughs> I knew you were going to say about that. Well, when you run out of text, use your mind. Well, tension and balance between those. You can, your mind can go either way. with a self-contradictory text and so asking from it. Like, right. I, okay. I, I guess for me it wasn't as huge because I have I know Gemara that say even stronger things. Like a pasuk Gemara says, "Lamali cross Varu." What do I need a pasuk for? I could have figured it out myself. Right? I don't think that's as strong as it is. Really? Yeah. That's saying like a biblical verse does not add any weight to an argument I could have made logically. Uh, to me, that means that that, that pasuk is better used elsewhere where I can't use my mind. Mm. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay, anyway. All right. So, very good. Fact is Sesame Street. They bought Sesame Street. Agida Nahara Malka. Okay, by the like bank of the of, of this river, Nahara Malka. So they had this huge shipment of sesame seeds that they had to that they had to. It wasn't it wasn't they bought it wasn't they bought a little ba- a, a, a little shaker of sesame seeds. Okay, they're in business. They need to buy. They need to get this. They need to ship it. Okay, Agur Malchi. They hired a shipman, um, to uh, bring it. You know, to transport it. Okay, now the um, the people who who uh, who rented the boats, who you know provided the shipping uh, service. Accept it upon themselves to, if anything goes wrong, we'll reimburse you. Gave them insurance. In the end, what happened was, was that the river was dammed up. Okay, all of a sudden, this huge river, you know, and somehow, I don't know how that led to the loss of the shipment, but whatever it was. Um, so actually, maybe it didn't, it didn't lead to the loss of the shipment. No, 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 the point is, no, 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 it's not that it's, not that it's lost, but they now can't, yeah, they can't, they can't get it where they need to get it. Right. So, Amr Lahu, Agur Khamri. 
um, they said to the people who, uh, the, the shippers, rent for us donkeys. And, you know, and uh, take it, you know, and uh, bring it, you know, and uh, bring it out for us. Meaning, you know, okay, the ships are stopped up. You said you took responsibility. Go ahead. Go get some donkeys. The You accept it on yourself. Any, if anything goes wrong. Also, we're coming to Rava. They came to Rava. Amalahu and Rava said, "Remember, Rava was the one before. I think who basically said it was an act of God, right?" Uh, I'm a Rava. All right. So, um, yeah, Rava said, "Ain't no get." Um, I'm sorry. Right. Rabbi, it's not, uh, it's not, so therefore they shouldn't be... Uh, right, right, I'm just trying to look. What did Rabbi say before? Right, right, right. Where, where, where was that? From the previous case, from the get case, right? Anyway, let's read the end. Okay, what? Yeah? What was it? Right here. Yeah. Right, there we go. Exactly, thank you. Right, so Rabbi before had said, that it's an of God and it's it's not like the Tanai is met. So here, uh, so he they came to Rava and Amr Lahu. So Rava said to the shippers, "Now you might think that Rava might side with the rabbis against these anonymous shippers, but Rava is going to say the shippers are right. It's an inshidloshriach." So Amr Lahu. So he said to them, "Kaki chivri white ducks." rip off people's shirts mm. meaning these, these rabbis with their white beards think that they can go ahead and rip off these uh, good honest businessmen okay so if you look at Rashi Rashi says they think that they can go ahead they're rabbis and they're going to pass the halacha to their own benefits so what are they doing ripping people off so I'm sorry this was an act of God nobody in their right mind would have thought that this huge river that the you know that the Mississippi River was going to get dammed up so uh, you don't have to reimburse this is not a thing that you could have been anticipated okay see I think that's more interesting it's, <laughs> interesting and with huge implications two different okay bye second of all do you think maybe just seriously like I, he ripped me off like, yeah that I don't know I is, <laughs> right I got it yeah he ripped the shirt, shirt off the back right yeah okay so, well, what, so what yeah. would you be responsible like, what under what circumstances would you be responsible like what would you have to say anything that normally anything reasonable that could have that normally are the types of things that happen that go wrong okay yeah, saying, is there any way to say that you were responsible for anything but anything oh, no, if you wanted if somebody was forcing me to accept those conditions yeah I could say I could call the call owners you know, say it explicitly if you want to be. Yeah, yeah, basically, yes, we do. Yes. Yeah. So the simple sense of this Gemara is that things that could not have been expected, acts of God, are not considered to have been the satisfying the conditions. Yes, but the problem is what fits into the category of lo What's something that if you could have been anticipated and couldn't have been anticipated? Okay. That's a separate question. Right. Let's take a look now at the next Mishnah. Okay. So this woman now, who is divorced as of now, if the husband dies, so the point is, do not now continue to live with we your husband. Meanwhile. 
We don't know if he's going to die from this holy. Don't continue to live with your husband unless there are witnesses present because we're afraid that what's going to happen, he'll, he'll die. Retroactively, it'll be a good get, but you all have now continued living with him after the day of the giving of the get, and we'll say that that is a re uh, No, uh, that's a new Kiddushin. It's not get Yashan because he gave the get already, but people will say it's a new Kiddushin. So the whole point was to free you from the Yabam, the brother-in-law, but if you continue living after the get's been given, we don't know if it's going to be valid or not, but if it winds up retroactively they've been valid, you now will have a new Kiddushin. But if there are witnesses there, then we'll say there is no Yichud. Even if it's a slave or a slave woman, you could say that that prevents it from being Yichud, and we don't therefore interpret it like they're having sex and it's a new Kiddushin. One does wonder what happens if the guy is so infirm that it's not even possible for him to have sex, but okay. The one thing that would not uh, uh, make it a non-Yichud situation is if it's her servant. Okay. Because she feels like she can just act it however she wants with her, you know, with her female servant. Uh, no. I mean, it might, have to, it might be of a certain age. Okay. So that's one thing. Don't continue living together, which is like huge, right? Number two. What is her status? Now, does she have to treat herself as Suffolk Migureshet? Or, you know, does, should she say, well, right now, you know, from the first thing, it sounds like she does have to treat herself as Suffolk Migureshet and act accordingly. So let's take a look. She's like a married woman for all matters. Which would basically mean like, well, can eat truma, like Michael, of course, thinks like the Gemara, which is right now. Um, or if you take a look at Rashi, Rashi says the Abalab Mezi Bechenek Ubeshogig Bechatas. Now the question you should all be asking is, what the heck are you talking about? Retroactively, she could be divorced now. So, so Rashi is going to say it's not so explicit in the Gemara, but Rashi, Gemara slash Rashi is going to say reinterpret this case. Although it seems very clear that this last case is explicating the case in the previous Mishnah of Mehayom Imesi, yeah. the Gemara is going to reinterpret it, or according to Rashi, the Gemara is going to reinterpret it to say that it's talking about if he basically says, this should take effect a minute before I die. Okay, that's the way Rashi reinterprets it. So if he said it should take effect a minute before I die, it's sort of like do tshuva the day before you die. Since you don't know the day before you die, you always have to do tshuva. So if it takes effect a minute before I die, so then the simple sense to say is, okay, so any day that wasn't that, that in hindsight wasn't the day before he died he was Vareyeshish right whereas that in hindsight we say for the last three weeks you were Vareyeshish you only became a Migureshet on the, on the day that he passed away okay but that's in hindsight but in foresight if you're living through those days any day might be the day before he dies and there were any day she's a Suffolk Migureshet yeah, so, okay just all the one hour no 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 he gave her the get on January 1st. Yeah. Okay, he died on February 1st. During January, she slept with another man. Okay, so does she bring a chatos? Is she, was that vada adultery? In hindsight, it was vada adultery, right? In hindsight. Wait a minute, look at the two cases. Yato scenario? Okay. In hindsight, was it vada adultery? Yes. In foresight, it was Suffolk adultery, right. right? So that's the question. Do we basically say, now you're going to say Hasra Suffolk, but ignore that, okay? So ask about a Chatas versus an Asham, right? She did it for Shogeg. So do we say that now in hindsight we said that Kivara sinned, so she means a Chatas, or do we say when she was doing it, 
It was a suffix sin, and therefore it's, a, it's an asham. So that's a really interesting question. Do we assess it in hindsight, or do we quest, assess it for shas master? I Right, so that's another thing. Even if we're doing it in, 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 in foresight or in present time, we should still assume the chazaka. Right, that's a real, that is a very good question. I mean, the HSE position is clearly the most obvious one. Now, this is all the way, by the way, Rashi's read. Well, tomorrow I'll tell you what Tosis is reading. Okay. Right, exactly. She's a suffix. So again, for Rashi, this is a special case where he said it'll take effect the day before I die, which has never, which was never said in the Mishnah. Okay, let's take a look at the Gemara. So we're going to first deal with the first half of the Mishnah, which is easier. Okay, so after the get was given and he's still on his deathbed, they were in Yichud together in the darkness. Oh, well, she just slept in the bedroom, but she slept like at the foot of the bed. You're not concerned that they had sex. But you're concerned that there was nus. What? Okay. Uh, so it sounds like, I mean, it's very confusing and the Gemara's going to try to unpack it, but it sounds like maybe in that case they had sex, but they didn't have it for the purpose of Kiddushin. Like, what? Like, why should we assume that? No, you're even concerned that there was sex in the context of Kiddushin. My Kamar. What are you talking about? So it says, I'm a Nachman, I'm a rabbi of Here's how you read this point though. If they saw her have sex, actually witnesses saw the two of them having sex. Then we think that that might that that could have been an act of kiddushin, right? They could have wanted it to be a new kiddushin. The get took a, was given yesterday. It, retroactively, it will take effect, and maybe they intended this to be a new act of kiddushin. That's so in a simple case that they saw them having sex it's a, suf- it's a possible kiddushin okay. now let's say after the sex he gave, he gave her some money he gave her a hundred dollars so in that case then we're not afraid that that was kiddushin if money changed hands afterwards we think that that was she was hiring herself out you know, this, okay? is, this is his wife who he gave a get to yesterday he gave it to her as her fee as her prostitution fee the aim but if money changes hands so the good thing is in this case if you don't want to have to stop start, stop with if you don't want your wife to move out of the house after you gave this get on condition just give her some money every time after you have sex okay so then it won't be a suffix kiddushin okay so no maybe that was just a gift maybe she asked for some she had to go to the store afterwards and she asked for some money to go to the store okay so according to him that's the issue it's only a problem of shash kiddushin if there was direct witness to them having sex and even and the debate is and if money changes hands afterwards does that make us reassess okay so that's one read of the bright though so the Gemara says so according to that read, according to who would go the statement uh, in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Machlokes Kishiruish and Nivala, Avaloruish and Nivala, Divakol Enchichamenu Get Sheni. So there's a later debate of Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai. But after a husband gives a get to his wife, they spend the night in the inn. Are we concerned that that's a new act of kiddushin? Sounds very relevant to this case. Okay. So Rabbi Yochanan there says 
The whole debate of Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai is when they saw that the, that the couple had sex. But if they didn't see the couple had sex, there's no concern of Kiddushin. So that's very consistent with this read. This read is, it only begins to be a possible issue if they actually directly witness the sex. So who is that going like? So the Gemara says, one minute. So the Gemara says, Kiman, who is that going like? According to this read of the Brayta, it's this Brayta, it's going to, going to weather Beit Hill, weather Beit Shammai, according to Rabbi Yochanan, because according to Rabbi Yochanan, that whole debate of Beit Hill, Beit Shammai, only begins once they actually saw them having sex. And you're saying the same thing here, that with, as if they were never seen to have sex, just because they were seen in Yichud, there would not be a problem. Okay, let's just read a little bit further, okay? So the Gemara says like this, that's read number one. Um, Since when does this Brayta mention money? Like, how do you bring, read that into the Brayta? Here's how you read this Brayta. They saw her having sex. That sounds like a better read of the Brayta. We're not concerned. Stam, you see sex. We're not concerned that it's an act of Kedushin. They're just having sex outside the context of marriage. If wind up, forget was good, then this was not meant as a new act of Kedushin. So that's the first opinion of the Brayta. No. If, I, if, they, if they seem to have had sex, that might be a Kedushin. Okay, but again, the only problem begins if they were witnessed having sex. So again, that if there is no witnessing of the sex, everybody agrees that there's no need for a get. Because this is say because according to this, according to right, if they did see them having sex, right, even there the Tanakama says it's not a problem, it's a znus. Only what Rabbi Yehuda says is it a Safek Yidushin. So according to Rabbi Yochanan, right, Rabbi Yochanan says that when Beit Hillel, basically Beit Hillel says that there's a Safek Yidushin, if Beit Hillel says it's a Yidushin in that later discussion, that would be only according to Rabbi Yehuda. Right here, right, is that understood? Like Beit Hillel, Beit says they spent the night in the inn and Beit Hillel says it might be Kiddushin. And now Rabbi Yochanan says that's when they were witnessed having sex. So the Gemara says, okay, who is it that says that when they were witnessed having sex at the Suffolk Yudushin, according to this, it's only Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Huda. Because the Tanakam says, even if they're witnessed having sex, we're just going to interpret it as nus. Okay. So, Masdi's for Rava, but that's the read of the Brysa. Now, Rava asked on this, In Cain, my af, why does it Rabbi Yosef say, af choshim ishim Kiddushin? We're also concerned it might be Kiddushin. No, Znus is a kula. He shouldn't say it also might be Kiddushin. He says, we don't have the kula of Znus, we're saying it's Kiddushin. So, El Amar Hachikamar. Here's how to read the Brayta. I agree with you. The Tanakam is saying, if they saw them having sex, still not a problem. Zunus. And Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda is saying, I'm going to tell you something. Number one, you're wrong. If they saw them having sex, it is a Suffolk Kiddushin. But number two, even if they weren't witnessed having sex, as long as, 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 long as they were beyichud together, like our Mishnah sounds like, even that would be a concern. So you have exact opposite positions, which is a nice read of the Brayta. Tanakama says, witnessed having sex, even that's not a problem. We assume Zunus. And Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda says, even just being in Yichud together, we assume Kiddushin. Um, so the Gemara says, and finally, So what about Rabbi Yochanan's statement? That he says that if they weren't witnessed having sex, nobody says it's a problem. Here you're saying that according to Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda, if they weren't witnessed having sex, it is a problem. Right? Everybody get that? 
So Kaman Delokichad, fine, that doesn't work with Rabbi Yehuda. So we basically have a whole range of positions from the weird one, which is it's never a problem unless, you know, it's, it, it's a problem with sex unless money changes hands. Like, who's talking about money? But the basic two approaches is one of one read is if they were witnessed having sex, it's a not a problem. And Rabbi Yehuda says, no, if they were witnessed having sex, it's a suffix edution. To the final read of, that one opinion says it's never a problem, witness, even witness having sex. And Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda says even without that, even just yichud is a problem. When do we are concerned about a suffix kiddushin because they're either living together b'yichud or having sex and reading this as a range of positions from we're never concerned to we're always concerned. Okay, we will end here. This is a